Allen Capital Group, Market Commentary, First Quarter 2021, Running Ahead. When we buy a company's stock, we know the worst case scenario. You can lose 100% of your investment. The best case scenario is unknown. Our upside is endless. This asymmetrical advantage makes investing both beautiful and torturous. Letting our asymmetrical advantage play out is difficult. We chase enormous outcomes but have short attention spans, making it easy to overlook small steps of daily progress. Going to the gym today won't make you fit. Reading a book won't make you wise. Saving $100 today won't make you a millionaire tomorrow. But tremendous outcomes in health, knowledge, and finances are usually the result of many small steps that culminate into something noticeable. In a pandemic world, vaccination progress is economic progress, and confidence is mounting. Like U.S. troops storming the beach at Normandy, equity markets advanced through the first quarter of 2021, setting their sights on fresh record highs. Responding to encouraging economic forecasts, the yield on 10-year treasuries nearly doubled, finishing March at 1.74%. As yields rise, bond prices fall. 10-year treasury yields at 1.74% might seem high by recent standards, but remain low compared to history. Vaccination momentum has unopened segments of the economy incrementally coming back online. Pent-up demand for travel, leisure, goods, and services continues to swell, stretching duration expectations for the economic recovery. An economy likely to experience robust growth over the next few years is highly encouraging. Full asset prices so early in the recovery is less so. As markets race ahead, we remain grounded in a lesson Phil Fisher taught us years ago. The stock market is filled with individuals who know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. Supply Chains The downside to robust economic growth is inflation, which has emerged as a primary risk for equity markets. Higher inflation leads to higher interest rates, which translates into lower equity prices. A year ago, our economy was shutting down. We were hemorrhaging jobs, consumer demand was scarce, and businesses were limiting production. Today, widespread vaccine distribution and growing population-level immunity have shifted the tide. Economic growth is robust, consumer demand is strong, and businesses can't produce goods fast enough. Companies ace the shutdown, but they're flunking the recovery. Our global economy relies on an intricate system of suppliers that deliver raw materials precisely when required for production, assembly, and distribution. Complex systems have little room for error, leaving them vulnerable to disruption. A few examples. Lumber. Sawmills were limiting production during the early months of the pandemic, At the same time, Americans stuck at home triggered a do-it-yourself boom. Record low interest rates, coupled with tight housing inventory, ignited a rush towards new construction. Demand for lumber exceeded supply to the point where, since last spring, prices mushroomed over 180%. Despite wood production hitting a 13-year high, prices aren't dropping thanks to a massive backlog. Semiconductor Chips Semiconductor chips are the brain in every electronic device. 
the pandemic-induced work-from-anywhere environment shifted consumer preferences, boosting demand for TVs, mobile phones, laptops, game consoles, and cars. Manufacturers, caught off guard by surging demand, ramped up their chip orders, but supply wasn't there. The surge in demand is so strong that even with chip production back to normal, it falls short. Supply shortages in chips will require producers of semiconductor-dependent products to cut or limit production. In the meantime, consumers must endure delivery delays and product shortages. Plastic. The deep freeze assaulting Texas in February forced many chemical plants offline. It will take months for them to crank up to full capacity. Without chemicals, we cannot create plastic, leading to supply shortages for companies that make smartphones, house siding, medical equipment, and cars, all products with high demand. We can't point the finger at a singular culprit responsible for the current upheaval in global supply chains. It's a chain reaction of small events, easy to overlook in isolation, occurring at the right time, in the correct order, compounding into the chaos we see today. More stimulus. With unemployment falling and the U.S. economy reopening, lawmakers press the accelerator, delivering our $1.9 trillion front-loaded American rescue plan. We'll spend approximately $1 trillion in the next five months. During the first quarter of 2021, the Treasury distributed an extraordinary $643 billion to U.S. consumers, up from $196 billion distributed in quarter 1 2020. We now have more fiscal stimulus in 2021 than we had in 2020. The additional flood of money is hitting the economy just as a wave of pent-up demand and cash saved by consumers during lockdowns is unleashed. In a recent interview, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said, We feel like we're at a place where the economy is about to start growing much more quickly and job creation coming in much more quickly. Yet, he isn't concerned about long-term inflation, excess in the stock market, nor the recent run-up in bond yields. He has repeatedly expressed the Fed's view that inflationary pressures from the economy's return to normal are temporary. The Fed feels there's plenty of slack in the system as the unemployment rate remains high and capacity utilization low. Simply put, inflation is too much money chasing too few goods. Thanks to lockdown savings and generous stimulus, the consumer has capital. Thanks to supply chain disruption, coveted products are limited. We hope Chairman Powell's assessment is correct and short-term inflationary pressures fade as stimulus winds down and slack in the economy is taken out. Looking forward. As we become numb to enormous stimulus figures, U.S. fiscal discipline becomes threatened. Expectations for future stimulus and aid may reach unnecessary standards. If our government grows comfortable with printing money to fund direct cash handouts, it's not easy to end. Markets are reacting to events we expect to happen, but that haven't yet. Everyone expects the next few months to be the best economic period in years, but millions of Americans remain out of work. What happens when the sugar high from fiscal and monetary stimulus wears off? The stock market is rallying on earnings that haven't materialized but we expect to arrive in the future.
The bond market is reacting to inflation, which hasn't appeared yet. If we see a surge in inflation, the question is whether the issue is transitory or becomes permanent and structural. The stock market has rallied relatively consistently over the last five months. Investors have become reliant on minor drops, quickly reversing themselves. On Wall Street, easy patterns work right until the moment they don't. Jamie Dimon says, Develop great models, but understand they are not the answer. Judgment has to be involved in matters related to human beings and extraordinary events. Irrational trends rarely follow rational timelines. Unsustainable beliefs can last longer than we expect. Conclusion Supply chain disruption, extraordinary fiscal stimulus, blended with pent-up consumer demand, has stoked inflation fears. The Fed believes inflationary pressure is short-term and will subside as slack in the economy tightens. Stock valuations are not cheap compared to history, but defensible relative to low interest rates. Rich valuations early in our economic recovery prime the environment for shocks. When we experience surprise, most of us assume the event will eventually happen again. That may be true, but the correct lesson is to accept that the world is surprising. We'll eventually get hit by something we didn't see coming. That's why, even when it's going well, it always makes sense to maintain a margin of safety in our portfolio. Make sure every component of your portfolio is doing useful work. And remember, useful work for you might not be useful for your neighbor. Investing mistakes are often rooted in attempts to achieve long-term results faster. Some will use leverage, and others will chase the latest fad. Few succeed in their quest, while many learn a painful lesson. Markets reward patient long-term investing while equally punishing feverish shortcuts. Patient investing tilts the scales of unlimited upside in our favor. Impatient investing is like planting seeds, then digging them up every few minutes to check what has grown. Have patience, consistently water your seeds, and eventually we'll find ourselves sitting in the shade. Travis Portwood, Chief Investment Officer, Allen Capital Group.